Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The NFL draft is in the books, and the Colts, as we all know, got their big white whale on Thursday night with Anthony Richardson. But what about the rest of the draft class? How do you guys think the Colts did? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore. I'm back from Kansas City. Made the long drive back home yesterday after uh, an exhausting weekend, to put, to put it lightly. I'm here with my co-host and colleague, Drake Wally, who's also been just absolutely killing it on the site. Drake, how you doing, man? The draft is in the books. All the talk over the last few months, it's finally wrapped up, and we now know who the new additions to this Colts team is going to be. How you doing, man? How was your draft weekend? It was it, it was intense. I, I know that me and uh, I, you know I've never been a part of anything like that. And me and Destin actually stayed on for the entire first round, five hours, five hour live stream. Uh, but <laughs> it was it was absolutely amazing just to get a quarterback to get that off the chest and then really be able to look forward to those day two and three picks. It was wild 12 picks, which I don't know, even if there's ever been a team that's grabbed that many in seven rounds. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, glad that you're back because I, I'm sure that you had an absolutely incredible time, especially hearing Anthony Richardson's name. So I'm just happy to talk about these prospects, talk about the future. What are the Colts going to do and look forward to the regular season draft is behind us. Let's go. Right. It was a blast. It really was. I, I say it was exhausting. Uh, pushed out six articles, I think, over that three-day span. And there's more to come. I've still got plenty in the tank uh, of these remaining prospects, especially towards the back half uh, of the draft. But it was wouldn't wouldn't trade it in for the world it was an amazing experience uh hope to make it back to the draft in the coming years uh the access was great 
all of you guys have been so supportive. Want to give some shout outs here. Truett saying Andrew Moore and Drake Wally has been everywhere on YouTube. Uh, you're not wrong. We've been doing a lot of content over the uh, over the past few days. Stats Matt is here. Welcome you back to the great state of Indiana. Thank you, Stats Matt. Appreciate it. Sky is here. Of course, Logan Schmidt is here. Wombat saying an awesome draft. Yeah. Uh, we've got Camden Roberts here. Colts fan underscore 1249 uh everybody is in the chat here nathan with a with a super chat here what's up nathan we really appreciate it so much nathan uh he's saying do you see braden smith moving to his natural spot at right guard we we, we will certainly talk about this uh at, at some point in the episode but but we could address it now uh personally uh i don't think he's going to i think he is going to stay there at that right tackle position especially since the colts didn't really necessarily draft someone that i think can start at right tackle right now uh, so i think that, that Braden smith is going to stay at right tackle what do you think drake yeah I, I mean obviously he played some last year but there was like four different right right guards technically until will fries nailed it down so they were searching for any option last year but Braden smith hasn't played that i think really since auburn which would have been mm -hmm. I think, like 2017 so He's a great right tackle. They're going to keep him there more than likely and potentially sign someone in free agency or undrafted. Who knows? Right. And I, I thought maybe if if they would have drafted, like, say, a DeWan Jones or someone else that that's, could really play as, as a starting Torrance. level at, uh, at, at that right tackle position, then possibly he could move in to 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 right guard but i think as of right now he'll stay at right tackle thank you so much for the super chat nathan we really do appreciate it and guys thank you like i said thank you so much for all the support over the weekend you guys have been awesome and if you haven't done so already please go ahead and follow us on all the things go ahead and uh, like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter subscribe to the youtube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live whenever destin and shot are going live you're going to want to make sure you do that because they have a very special guest uh coming up on wednesday's episode so you want to tune in for that and guys it finally happened we're now on spotify as well and all the other podcast platforms so if you want to listen to us subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify google wherever you listen to your podcasts you're gonna find us so drake Let's dive right in here to the Colts 2023 NFL draft class. Uh, I'm not going to ask you for your final grade because this is what our episode is going to be about. We're going to go through each individual pick here, give our grades and give our thoughts on each one of the picks. Uh, but Drake, coming out of the draft, what's your overall feel uh, about this draft class and, and how are you feeling as, or how do you think the Colts did um, through such a long weekend where they did have 12 picks, the most picks the Colts have had? had since 1992 got a lot of very interesting players uh heading to indy yeah just alone watching a new quarterback get drafted um nearly at the first pick that's huge because for the first time in so long you are now off the carousel you know of quarterbacks which that would have been refreshing enough but you had 12 picks three of which were to provide competition for your cornerbacks then you had some surprise picks you had some tight ends you had some tackles you had some running backs you had some wider you had a wide receiver you had just so much going on because he continued to trade back and accumulate more picks and still grab the guys he would have probably grabbed earlier 
it seems like an entirely, I think uh, Rich Wheeler put, it's a brave new world in Indianapolis. <laughs> he put something very, very witty like that. That's, it's funny, but that's honestly how, yeah, it kind of feels like a brave new world. You know, it feels completely fresh, new, nice, nice breath of fresh air in everybody's lungs and mix that with a new coaching staff, a capable coaching staff. It feels good. Rich Wheeler says 12 picks is the most we've had in 31 years since 1992. Feels like a brave new world. And and it really does. Yeah. It, it gives the Colts hope. Uh, I mean, you go out, you get your quarterback that you're hoping can lead your franchise for the next 15 years. Uh, the Colts really attacked positions of need and not only positions of need, premium positions of need this weekend uh going out and, and drafting three cornerbacks to add to that room uh getting a wide receiver to to pair with uh, uh anthony richardson watching them grow together they had some depth on the defense on the offensive line and on the defensive line was able to get a steal in my opinion in the fourth round on the defensive line and then on the day three you're, you're adding guys with those high level traits uh guys that can contribute on special teams but no matter where the Colts drafted this weekend, and no matter which player, every single one of them, high-level athlete. Every single one of them had a high-level RAS, uh, relative athletic score. So the Colts definitely prioritized uh, those high-end traits, uh, those athletes once again. So, Drake, let's talk about that number four overall pick and quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. And, and chat, you can you can kind of give your grades along with us here of what you think the Colts did or, or how you would grade each pick. But, but Drake, I think I think we're going to have uh, a pretty good consensus on this one. What do you give the Anthony Richardson pick, uh, the grade-wise, and 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 tell me why you give it that grade? Well, you know, I, the grade the grade's an A. The grade's mm -hmm. an A, and and I'm trying to think of the 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 mindset Steichen is in, the mindset Ballard is in. Okay, they actually said, and I think it was Ballard that said we drafted him because of what he quote can become. So they all are completely in understanding that look, we wanted the highest traits guy since October. Okay, or even maybe even August. Morocco Brown was probably pounding the table saying, I, I think there's a clip of him saying, I texted Chris and said, This guy's the number one pick. You know, like forget about he's got the talent to be the number one pick. So they've had their eye on him for a long time. But I think that when you think about what Steichen can do. You're talking about the highest ceiling. You're talking about ridiculous mobility, the most athletic quarterback ever tested. That all adds up to an A. You put the running backs that he's going to have. You put the type of offense that he's going to have. Now you've got additional receiver help in, in free agency and in the draft who we'll talk about. You've got a solid tight end room. You've got downfield threats. You've got a guy who wants to attack defenses vertically. There you go. That's all you needed. And I think that it's an A because of all those fits. I, I would agree there. I, I think it's a solid A, almost an A plus. The only reason I don't give it an A plus is because we we still got to wait and see how how all this does pan out with Anthony Richardson. And while I am confident that that the Indianapolis Colts are the best team for him as far as being able to reach his ceiling uh he's got to put in the work in they got to put the offense around him and i'm just really excited to see how what anthony richardson is able to do but you, you're absolutely right there the colts have been 
looking for at Anthony Richardson since since August when Morocco Brown texted Chris Ballard and said, you wouldn't believe what I'm seeing on this practice field right now. And, and they did the work. They went to multiple games for Anthony Richardson uh, over this past year. Uh, they dug into the tape. They, they met with him multiple times throughout this draft process. And it wasn't just – it's not like everybody was head over heels for – for Anthony Richardson throughout the entire process. I mean, assistant GM Ed Dodds has come out after the draft and said, you know, when, when things started out, I, I was really tough on him and I wasn't that high on Anthony Richardson. But when you dive into the tape more and more, you get to know the type of person he is on top of seeing how he progressed throughout the year. Uh, you, you have less and less doubt that this kid is going to reach that ceiling. And, and and be a very, very, very good quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and obviously, we, we've got all summer to talk about expectations and and how how the Colts can really uh, assimilate and make that offense great for Anthony Richardson. But I think when you're looking at it just from the onset here, you would give Anthony Richardson a solid A. And, and like I said, I think if there was any team in the NFL right now, when you're talking about the situation, uh, you're talking about the coaching staff that's around him. You're also talking about the playmakers that are around him. The Indianapolis Colts are the best team for Anthony Richardson to succeed and hit that incredibly high ceiling. Yeah. And again, I know that it's cliche, but that coaching staff consists of, and I've said it and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face that there's three guys that are equipped ready to go that have experience with guys like this turner has the mobile guys jayton bob cooter has a guy that he helped ascend and really hit that like at least the stride to his ceiling and then you've got shane steichen who's coached all the all the types so you, you mix all three of those guys in a room together i think anthony richardson's in literally the best hands he could have fallen into Larry Brown says AR5 and Jay Taylor RPO is going oh. to be fun to watch. It really is. It's going to be fun to see those two uh, working together in that backfield. Just the threat of who's it going to be running the football at times, Jonathan Taylor or Anthony Richardson. Going to be fun stuff. Guys haven't checked it out. We did a live gut reaction to the Anthony Richardson pick last Friday at noon. It's on the YouTube channel and all the podcast platforms. Definitely check that one out. Uh, Drake and I are, were both on like four hours of sleep, but it was still a banger of an episode. Had a lot yeah. of fun. So go check that out. Uh, but Drake, let's move to day two. Uh, and, and that first pick of day two was after two trade backs by the Indianapolis Colts uh, from pick 35 to pick 44, where they were able to scoop up Julius Brents, the cornerback out of Kansas State, local kid, graduated from Warren Central High School there in Indy. Um, uh, we we had talked about that the Colts really needed to address cornerback, and and they certainly did that with their with three out of their twelve picks. Uh, but this one with Julius Brents, uh, you're probably looking at the at one of the outside corner starters at cornerback uh, for the Colts in 2023 and beyond. Yeah, and that's why, personally, I think that – I know that I graded this one way in, in the piece I wrote, but after thinking about it, I'll give this an A-. minus. I'll give this an A- minus strictly because you you drafted back. You still got the guy you wanted all along. I mean, clearly, Keely Ringo fell in the, tra in, in, the, in the draft, and the Colts were okay with that. So they got the guy they wanted all along, still accumulated two more picks in the process. So 
I give that an A minus. And plus, you factor in the potential, the zone coverage. It's a perfect fit for Gus Bradley. Now, we talked about it before, obviously. Bigger corners sometimes can struggle with those smaller receivers that are crisp route runners. Guys like Keenan Allen could probably right now torch a guy like Julius Brent. So he's going to have to get better at man coverage. But, man, the sky's the limit for Julius Brent. They needed corner badly, badly, badly. They got one heck of an athlete. Give this an A minus. Stats Matt says, bold take. Julius Brents is going to be this year's Tariq Woolen, the Ooh, cornerback cool. uh, out of the Seattle Seahawks that that was a fifth round pick and absolutely tore it up last year. Uh, very well could be. I mean, Julius Brents is an incredible athlete at the cornerback position. Almost he, we you know, we all know Anthony Richardson got a perfect ten. Raz, uh, as far as his athletic traits, Julius Brents was right there behind him at the cornerback position uh, with a nine point nine nine. I mean, Good six, Lord. almost six foot three. Uh, 198 to 200 pounds, 34 inch arms, and the kid can jump out of the gym. 41 inch vertical. Uh, I think he's got almost an 11 foot broad jump as well. Just an explosive cornerback. Now uh, he he is a little bit uh, dinged up right now. He did have surgery on his wrist following the combine. Uh, the Colts said that it's really nothing to worry about. He's progressing well. Should be on track to start training camp fresh and healthy. Um, and he said he feels good. Really, the only thing that he's limited in is he can't punch at the football. So just kind of in those last little steps uh to to be able to to get him fully healthy but but as you mentioned it drake he's he's well he's not the best in in man coverage he's very good and very physical uh, as a press corner so uh, the colts have said they want to start playing a little bit more press uh, doesn't mean necessarily mean press man but you want to get 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 your hands on a wide receiver there and then have julius brents drop back into a zone where he can use his high football iq uh and, and his instincts to really read the quarterback's eyes and and read where the play is going he's going to be great in run support um he's he's got all the tools that will make him a very very successful cornerback in gus bradley's defense and and i think think as soon as he is healthy uh in training camp you'll you'll probably see he'll the starters will be julius brents outside on one side isaiah rogers senior outside on the other and kenny moore the second in the slot those are probably going to be your three starting corners for the indianapolis colts as far as my grade I'm right there with you. A minus just because I love the fit of Julius Brents in Gus Bradley's defense and when you have those high athletic traits not to mention he's a local kid, you got to bet on that. So really like the Julius Brents pick. In the third round, I think this might be one of my favorite picks of the entire draft. Very high on this wide receiver at pick 79, the Colts got Josh Downs out of North Carolina. Uh T.Y. Hilton 2.0, I, I saw some people say on online. I don't know if his skill sets really reached that. Josh Downs isn't the burner that T.Y. Hilton is, but you're looking at guys of similar sizes. I mean, Josh Downs is five foot nine, 170 pounds. Kid absolutely excels in route running and, and catches pretty much everything thrown his way. Only a 2% drop rate uh, of catchable balls in college. Just a savvy route runner. I think he's going to be the perfect slot in Shane Steichen's offense. And I'm going to give this one an A plus just because of how I thought he was possibly going to go at the top of the second. Colts were able to get him in the middle of the third round. So A plus for me. What do you say about Josh Downs, Drake? You know, I I absolutely thought that there's no way in hell <laughs> this guy 
would even be drafted. I was like, all right, so they got McKenzie. Okay, that's a signing. He's a veteran. He's proven. They know he's still got, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a hill to climb as far as what he could provide for an offense. I get that one. But, man, when they picked him, number one, he fell to the third round, which is ridiculous. Arguably mm-hmm. the best hands in the entire draft. Two is that Reggie Wayne saw something in this guy so deep that he was just like, you're the best receiver in the draft. I need you. We need you. This team needs you. And lo and behold, Chris Ballard completely throws out. And there was somebody on Facebook earlier that was like, what the heck is a Ballard type? You know, blah, blah, blah. Ballard type is the, the guy as a GM, not in Kansas City. Okay. That wasn't when he was a, with Tyreek Hill. That doesn't, we're talking about when he's been a GM, he has not drafted anybody under six feet tall. And he mm-hmm. actually did that. But this dude's five foot nine. And I think it was the indie draft guide, if I'm not mistaken, had him as a high fit. But I think the excerpt said something like, but this guy doesn't fit the Ballard type. So it's probably not likely. Well, throw that page out. <laughs> hey, and that's the one I wrote. I wrote up Josh yeah. Downs in the Indie Draft Guide, and that's was what I was saying. Uh, I didn't think that Josh Downs was going to be an Indianapolis Colt strictly for the size, uh, but I absolutely love the pick. Like I said, Unboxing Mania, we really appreciate the super chat here. Always hey. love your support. Uh, you're one of the good ones, buddy. He says, hey, guys, love the Colts draft, especially Richardson, Downs, and Tommy, the defensive tackle from Northwestern. Uh, right there, those are probably my top three three favorite picks of the entire draft so unboxing mania you're on to something there brother uh really <laughs> appreciate the super chat man appreciate all of your support uh like i said unboxing mania uh always one someone that tunes into our shows we really appreciate it uh everything you do um but yeah let's i mean let's let's kind of move to that day three then drake where where the colts had uh, nine picks, nine of their 12 picks came on day three of the draft. It was kind of hard to keep up with it at times because day, the, Colts, the Colts with four of those picks coming in the fifth round alone, it was a very long day, but they had addressed pretty much every need up until that point except for the offensive line. We hadn't seen an offensive lineman drafted. Lo and behold, their first pick of the fourth round at pick 106 was an offensive lineman. Offensive tackle Blake Freeland out of BYU. Kid is just a mammoth human being. Uh, Close to six foot eight tall. Uh, He's around 300 pounds, so he's a little bit thinner. Uh, This guy, is he played, I think it was, he played quarterback, played tight end, uh, played as a defensive lineman, and then just put on over 120 pounds throughout his time at BYU. But this kid is, when you're you're thinking of a tackle, you're not thinking of a guy this guy's going to start at right tackle. To me, I think Blake Freeland is going to be that perfect swing tackle for the Indianapolis Colts. So if Bernard Ryman or, or Braden Smith go down with an injury, Blake Freeland is going to be ready to go to fill in for one of those spots. Drake, what do you think of the Freeland pick? And then what's your grade uh, on the kid out of BYU? Well, look at that. Another athletic uh, offensive lineman taken by Chris. Shocker. Not a Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't do, he didn't do that last year, too. Um, you know, I, I, I like the pick I'll take it. They needed help. Um, they needed, they needed to provide more depth at tackle. And this is a dude, like you said, the Colts love a guy who has versatility. Well, look no further than Blake Freeland who can play left and right tackle. He can play both. He can learn very quickly and be very versatile piece. Now he's going to probably push Bernard Ryman way more than he's going to push Braden Smith. I'd agree. Um, that's, 
that's good because they didn't have that with Pryor or Pinter. So you're going to make absolutely sure that while it looks like Ryman's ready to start, Freeland's going to push him for that position because he was drafted only one round later than Ryman was. So I, I think that that's a good pick. Like you said, he's got to put on probably a little bit of weight because those stronger pass rushers might blow through him because he's longer. But I think that if he puts on some weight and then just improves that technique, learns to use his long arms effectively, he could be a good tackle. It was a lot of fun kind of hearing Blake Freeland's story after the draft when he was speaking to the media. Uh, he said how he gained the weight and gained 120 pounds throughout his college career to to put on and, and be, get that offensive tackle frame. He said he would drink a lot of protein shakes. Some of them were up to 2,000 calorie shakes, uh, just trying to put on the weight. He said once he got up to the weight, it, it was easy to keep on. It was just trying to get up to that weight. Uh, that was a little bit of a challenge, but man, you got to be throwing everything in those shakes. Uh, for 2,000 calorie protein shakes first thing in the morning. Uh, that's that's one hell of a way to put on weight. I would give this one a, a B, maybe a B minus because that's actually well, what I was going to give it to. My well, I well I do like Blake Blake Freeland. Um, he is still pretty raw. Uh, like I said, he hasn't played. He hasn't played tackle for very long. Um, he just needs to kind of ref, get to get things refined. And and as a as a backup tackle i think that's fine i mean you're you're obviously not going to have guys that come in uh, and be a backup that are, are already refined and if so that means their ceiling isn't very high so again you're betting on the high level athletic traits with blake freeland uh one of if not the most athletic offensive tackle prospect in this draft you're, you're sensing a pattern here with these with these picks all these guys are just incredible athletes but I think give him some time, uh, and I think he's going to be a solid swing tackle uh, and a guy that you can really rely upon um, if, if one of your if one of your starters does go down. You're you're not really going to flinch too much inserting Blake Freeland into that lineup. Uh, and then four picks later, maybe the steal of the draft uh, at 110, uh, uh out of Northwestern, the defensive tackle, just an absolute menace there in the middle. Six foot two, 280 some pounds. Uh, but here's the thing, another high level athlete. He was the first player in the NFL Combine's history to be over 280 pounds and run a sub 4540. So think about it. This kid is almost 300 pounds and he ran a 449 40 yard dash at the NFL combine. Elite speed, elite explosion, uh, and he's got some good length to him as well. Drake, what's your grade uh, for our, our colleague Zach Hicks likes to say uh, Addy Addy uh, as his nickname? Uh, some people call him Tommy uh, as a nickname. What's your what's your uh, grade for the kid out of Northwestern? I love the fact that Colts Nation is so excited about this guy. They're already giving him nicknames, and he hasn't even played <laughs> a snap of preseason football. So love right? that. Um, but I I give this one an A. I, I really do. And and here's the thing: he's a little bit shorter, but he packs a freakish punch. This is a mm -hmm. guy who is ridiculously athletic and i know that we're you're going to hear that so much to the point where you're going to be like snoring when we say athletic but that's what they wanted to do and they did it in a quick example of microcosm is is, is out of Boare because he runs a fat a faster 40 than julius brents okay he runs a, a 40 yard dash almost as fast as his quarterback on the opposite side of the freaking football and he's 280 pounds that's ridiculous just for that even if you didn't need a defensive end or a defensive lineman, 
I'd still pick him up just because you needed more depth, probably with Taven Bryan. Obviously, you want to push your picks from last year in Johnson, but he can also probably play defensive end, which they still need maybe one or two more guys since Yannick Ngakwe, uh, you know, isn't going to get re-signed. I think it's a great pick, and he felt, again, another one that falls right into their laps, and he was, I think, projected like, what, a second-round pick or something like that? Yeah, I, I had him as a second round grade, a second round pick. I know Dame Brugler as well had him as a second rounder. We had him in the indie draft guide as a second rounder. Uh, to get him in the fourth, absolute steal. Stats Matt says him next to Dio Dangbo is going to be a whirlwind, and and that's what you're that's what you're going to get. You're you're getting a guy that has position versatility. He can play inside. He can play outside. He did say he's more comfortable in the middle because he doesn't have to think as much. Can just rely on those athletic, explosive traits and get after the quarterback but you're looking at a guy that's going to come in and immediately be the backup three technique to DeForest Buckner and and when you talk about backups along the defensive line that's not necessarily a bad thing because DeForest Buckner isn't out there playing 100% of the snaps you want to have eight to nine guys that can really produce on the defensive line so that way your your main guys like Buckner, Grover, Stewart, Quiddy Pay, uh, Samson Abukum when they come out of the game there's not a massive drop off and they can come out of the game get some rest and then get back in there uh, kind of really uh, uh, really hold on to to their, their their full potential all throughout the game and stay fresh. So uh, I would give this an A, A-plus for, for Adebare. Uh, really think he's going to have a big impact. Again, not the biggest guy in the world, but we've seen smaller defensive tackles, uh, smaller defensive linemen really eat in the NFL. It's not all the guys that are six foot four and 300 pounds. Uh, you can have some explosive power in there, uh, and I think he's going to be a great addition to the defensive line. So uh, let's move to the fifth round where another steal. I could not believe this guy was available in the fifth round. Cornerback Darius Rush out of South Carolina. We had him mocked multiple times in the third round uh, for the Colts. Colts are able to snag him two rounds later uh, in the fifth. Drake, what's your grade for Darius Rush? And uh, what do you think he could do on this Colts defense? Okay, so I may have reached on this one, but I'm sticking to my guns. I give this one an A+. I give Ooh, this one okay. an A+, because this is a third-round prospect mm -hmm. that almost like just became invisible to everyone. And and I I was sitting here going, they have to. There's no way they're not going to take him at 138. They have to take him. And when they did, I mean, I, 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 did, I, I was just so absolutely blown away and so excited because – one, again, they needed cornerback depth. We figured they'd double dip. We figured they'd double dip, though, maybe bunch up some of those fifth-round picks, which I honestly, full disclosure, I, I wanted them to do. I wanted them to be able to bunch a couple of those and move back up and get another third-rounder, whatever, you know, after making some of those tradebacks. But they got a they got that exact value in Darius Rush. They didn't have to trade back in. They got him in the fifth freaking round, which to me gives that an A+. Plus, plus his um his potential he's very speedy they needed the cornerback depth again he's a quick corner he's gonna have to adjust a little bit more to the nfl speed and he's probably not gonna start right away obviously but maybe he gets in special teams i think eventually he's gonna start maybe even sooner rather than later i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sky says uh, Darius Rush and Juju Brents uh, were cooking at the Senior Bowl. And and that definitely goes a long way in the Colts evaluation out of these guys. Uh, I would give Darius Rush an A- to a B-plus pick. Uh, I think he was a great, great value pick uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. You're able to double dip at cornerback. Uh, I think he can come in and be kind of that cornerback four for the Colts. So uh, say if a Julius Brents goes down or, or if Isaiah Rogers Sr. goes down, down, Darius Rush can come in and, and really fill in well on the outside there. Real long corner again, very, very good athlete at the cornerback position. He is still a little bit raw and he's going to have to definitely work on his technique. So oh, yeah. just, just like Julius Brents, I think Darius Rush in, in his rookie year is going to take some lumps. Definitely not a finished product yet, but you're betting on that high ceiling and those long athletic cornerbacks that can stick with any wide receiver because of the speed and, and really make things tough because of their length, uh, whether it's in press coverage or, or whether you're guarding them down the field. So, yes, Darius Rush is is a kid that once the Colts got past uh, the third round, didn't even think he'd be available uh, very soon after that, let alone Colts being able to scoop him up in the fifth round. Uh, the next pick was another secondary pick. This time it's safety Daniel Scott out of California. Uh, I was talking to you, Drake, uh, earlier today when we did another uh, live stream on the Bleacher Report app. If you haven't checked that one out, guys, go ahead and do that as well. Uh, but Daniel Scott, this one, really screams a special teams pick at California. He had well over 600 special team snaps in his career. Uh, and he's a guy that also provides depth at the safety position for the Colts because Rodney McLeod not re-signing back with the team. So you've got Julian Blackman, Rodney Thomas, the second and Nick cross, who's expected to take over that strong safety starting role. Daniel Scott uh, can probably fill in as that backup safety to Nick cross. Again, I, I I like this pick maybe a little bit more than others, giving it a solid B for Daniel Scott. What do you think? You know, I <clears throat> I had to think about this one for a while. And the thing is, they've had some seriously talented guys like George Odom and guys like Isaiah Rogers get their respective start on special teams and and, and become, you know, incredible players on on great potentials, especially. So I'm gonna go ahead and switch my my narrative on this one earlier. I'll give it a B minus because Daniel Scott, uh, the thing is, with all of those special team snaps, he's potentially going to make a ridiculously early impact on special teams. He's got a lot mm-hmm. of experience. He is an, he is a spe- well, special teams. He's truly a specialist. Not even kidding. The guy really is. He also, though, has kind of that low-key blessing from Chris Ballard because when he was asked about him, and you you know this, he said, you know, we we might he might see some snaps. You know, so they they believe in him to be more than just a special teamer. So, like you said, they also always like to take a safety, it seems. But with 12 picks, you had a lot of room to just gobble up some extras. I think that this is a high ceiling guy and maybe he hits. Right. 
Right. Stats Matt says our new George Odom very well could be a safety that really makes a living on special teams. And and hearing from Scott, it sounded like that that whatever role the Colts uh, want him to play, he's more than willing to do that, uh, really to make an impact on the team. Uh, the third pick in the fifth round of the draft, this one surprised me a little bit. Tight end Will Mallory uh, out of the University of Miami. I honestly did not expect a tight end to be taken in this draft class, uh, especially with the Colts adding Farrell Brown. Uh, there was nothing done with Mo Alley Cox. So the Colts currently have five tight ends on their roster. Will Mallory makes it, or five, I guess should say five tight ends that have a legitimate shot to make the final roster. Uh, then adding Will Mallory is, is a six. Drake, what did you think of this pick? Did it surprise you? And then uh, what grade are you going to give Will Mallory? I'll, you know, this one actually for me was the biggest surprise, like not in the, not like a, uh, I wasn't like disgusted by it, but it was, it was one of those things where I'm thinking, all right, you signed Farrell Brown. You've got five guys now. Mo Alcox is probably on his way out three years, 18 million. Unfortunately, no offense personally. It's just not worth it. Um, that's four tight ends right there. You know, maybe even three on some rosters. So to add a sixth really confused me. I'll give it a C minus. Now here's the thing. Shane Steichen. Also, I can just I can just see a guy like him using Will Mallory somehow like a slot receiver because he ran faster than every single tight end at the combine. Okay, this mm -hmm. is literally the fastest tight end in the entire draft. So they took that chance. Just look for his number out there somehow. If he gets through on the roster. I bet you Shane Steichen figures out a way to use him dy dynamically, but until then, I'm giving this a C minus just because it was confusing. Right. I, I would probably give it a C um, just because, again, you, Will Mallory, the tight end position wasn't really a need. You did yeah. say that, though, he was the fastest tight end at the combine. Uh, that speed matters. Uh, you're, you're kind of expecting him to be a more of a move tight end rather than an inline tight end. Um, they're, they're definitely going to need to work with him on his blocking, uh, but it's just a big a big road ahead because you're talking about Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, Drew Ogletree, Mo Ali Cox, those four guys at least, uh, unless Mo or, or one of the others move before the season for guys that are at least going to be ahead of will mallory so we'll have to see what happens right now obviously uh it since it's right after the draft we haven't seen any of these guys play or know what's happening but i'm just going to give it a c right down the middle uh and we'll just have to it's kind of a wait and see pick for will mallory but you can't knock the kid for his athleticism and and if you're able to get him in, as a mismatch out there uh the colts are certainly going to take advantage of it the final pick of the fifth round loved this pick running back evan hall out of northwestern easily the best pass catching running back in this draft class at northwestern over the past two seasons he caught 94 balls uh i think this is your replacement for the naheem hines uh type third down uh receiving back in the colts offense so for me i'm gonna give this one a b plus Really like the prospect of Evan Hall as a third down back and the receiving back for the Colts. What do you think, Drake? I am right there with you. I'll go ahead and give this one just a smidge higher. I'll give it an A minus. And it's because I think Deion Jackson has a lot of talent. Right? Obviously, he was the best receiving back. Because Jonathan Taylor, I've seen people say, well, why doesn't he get the ball more in the passing game? It's just really not his forte. He's not really a, a you know pass catching back. So for them to get that pass catching back and he's nearly six feet tall and he's 200 
110, 215 pounds. This dude's a bulldozer, and he's catching passes out of the backfield. He's going to be a matchup nightmare for linebackers, especially hybrid linebacker safeties. He's going to be a matchup nightmare for defensive backs. He could potentially even relieve Jonathan Taylor, and him and Zach Moss could go to town like when it's third and short. I mean, this dude's a big guy, all right? So I think it's a huge pick, and Shane Steichen, what he did in that backfield in Philly last year was masterclass stuff. So I love it. I think it's a four-headed monster, and I think that if they can figure out a way to use all four of those guys, especially around a guy like Anthony Richardson, you're never going to have any shortage of playmakers in the backfield. He's he's sneaky big for a running back. I mean, he's not the tallest guy in the world, but like you said, 210, 215 pounds. He's not like this just a little scat back who's 190 pounds out there uh, that, that could get blown over by a feather. He's he's kind of like a little bowling ball out there. But I think what's what we're going to see out of Evan Hall is if you watch the Eagles offense last year under Shane Steichen, I uh, think Kenneth Gainwell. I, I really think that's going to be the type of role that Evan Hall plays in this. It's going to be a fun competition to watch Evan Hall and, and Deion Jackson uh, throughout the preseason, throughout training camp because they're kind of vying for that same running back three role, that pass catching uh, uh, running back role. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, I, I give it a B plus. I, and I was really high on Hall coming out. He was on my all fits team for the Colts heading into this draft. And, and it looks like the Colts agreed. This one, uh, the next pick, the sixth round, uh, pick number 211. Here's your small school guy. The Colts always seem to draft at least one guy uh, from a small school. Defensive end Titus Leo uh, out of Wagner, uh, a guy that I really honestly was not too familiar with uh, coming into the draft. Had to do some research on Wagner uh, after the Colts did pick him. But Drake, what do you think of this pick? And uh, how do you see Leo contributing uh, early in his career with the Indianapolis Colts? I'll give this one a C plus mainly because I feel like right here, they could have gone linebacker um, like real true linebacker. Obviously they picked up some, in, on, you know, some undrafted free agents, but here they could have picked one up. So I, I do like it though, because he's a little, he's a little bit um, lighter. He's six, four, Now he was an edge rusher and kind of a defensive lineman at Wagner, but we're talking about Wagner. Okay. So if no one's going to be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Wagner university. Duh. Like, so he's playing other small towns, town schools too. I think that they picked him up because maybe they can see him trimming down a little bit and moving to linebacker. Maybe they think that, cause he's still athletic, very athletic, very high scores. So maybe they think he can become a little more, you know, light on his feet and be more of a linebacker. But I think they picked him up for potential versatility. I, I think when you're looking at Titus Leo, you're basically looking at someone that that could be the backup the backup Leo uh, position in Gus Bradley's defense. A little bit undersized. Yes, he is six foot three, but he's only 245 pounds. So in that in that instance, he's a little bit undersized as a defensive end. Uh, but you're talking about a guy with elite explosion, and that, I think that's what really drew the Colts uh, to Titus Leo. He's he's. High-level athlete, once again, has a, as Dane Brugler of The Athletic said, a red-hot motor. Uh, this guy just goes and goes and goes and doesn't stop. He is going to have to develop a little bit. Obviously, he's a sixth-round pick out of a small school. So uh, you're, you're thinking about maybe uh, if, if he does shine in the preseason, 
and, and can find a role in special teams, maybe he does sneak onto the roster. If not, you're probably going to stash him on the practice squad, let him learn a little bit, try to develop, and then see what he can bring uh, for you down the line. So Titus Leo, I, I'm going to give this one uh, probably a C-. minus. Uh, I think there were probably some other options out there to add, but hey, when you're taking a guy with the, that athletic traits, that upside, uh, you're going to see what he can do. So not the end of the world for a sixth round pick. Uh, then the Colts got two seventh round picks. And guys, not only did they double dip at the cornerback position, they triple dipped at the cornerback position with Jalen Jones out of Texas A&M. Drake, I know you were super high on Jalen Jones. I'm going to let you take the floor here. What grade do you give the Jones pick at pick 221 in the seventh round? Round. I'm I'm giving this one an A minus because I felt I actually in our mock draft I believe I had him getting picked up in the fifth by the Colts because I wanted them to get Andre Iosivas but that's a that's that's a <laughs> foregone conclusion now that was your that was your draft crush for sure yeah I put a tweet out and then stats Matt made a point to say you cursed him because then he went to the Bengals um, <laughs> but I'll tell you right now I like this because. They provided even more depth at corner. They took that serious. They did not take that lightly going into the draft. And even Ballard said again, we wanted to provide competition. So you're giving this guy a chance. He's a little slower. I think he runs like a four, five, six, but he's going to be a bolt. Like he's just going to be a right in front of you, heavy dude in man coverage. That's his thing. That's what he, I think a guy that's a little slower, 200 pounds, six foot two. He's again, that bigger athletic guy I think that he's more of a man guy but he's gonna have to adjust to zone coverage but he'll probably get a start on special teams and potentially even kind of like you said earlier when we were talking make the practice squad Right. Sky says it's going to be a dog fight to make that 53 man roster. Uh, and, and I would, I would agree they, 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 but that's a good thing. That's a good thing to have solid depth at the back end. I think this as stats maps read my mind again. I think this is a solid solid value pick for the Colts. A lot of people had Jalen Jones as, as more of a fifth round grade and the Colts are able to get him in the seventh round. Uh, he's a guy that's got great size. Uh, I think he's about six foot two, uh, 200 pounds, uh, has a 70, almost 77 inch wingspan. Uh, not the fastest guy in the world, ran a four five forty. Uh, but but again, you're talking about a guy with good size, good physicality, uh, really good length and ball skills. Um, I think in his time at Texas A&M, he had like 17 pass deflections and three interceptions uh, over, over a, I think it was, he played there for three years. So that's, that's pretty good. And I know a lot of teams didn't want, really want to throw his way as well. So here's a guy that with Jalen Jones, I think he, again, adds depth to that cornerback room, probably fighting with Dallas Flowers for that cornerback five, cornerback six uh, position as of right now. If if you want to move him to safety, I think you can just because of that speed and, and you maybe have his, his ball skills fit better at safety. That's always an option. Uh, and he's also a guy that could learn and develop on the practice squad. So when you're getting that, that kind of value in the seventh round, can't go wrong with it. I'm going to give this a B uh, for the grade of Jalen Jones. And then the final pick of the draft for the Colts, you guessed it, another athlete. Offensive tackle Jake Witt out of Northern Michigan. This guy came on late towards the end of the draft process, but really impressed a lot of teams. Uh, I, I For this one, I'm going to give it a B minus. Uh, I think it was solid. I know the Colts really wanted Jake Witt. They were going to try to there, were th there was thoughts of waiting to see if they could get him as a priority undrafted free agent after the draft. 
they didn't want to take that risk so that they had the draft capital with one of the final seventh round picks decided to use it and secure jake witt on the roster i'm going to give this one uh just a little bit less than jalen jones uh i said i gave him a b i'm going to give this one a b minus just because i i really like the athletic upside of jake witt again out of a smaller school in northern michigan drake what about you Oh, look, Chris Ballard took another athletic offensive lineman. No way. <laughs> I think I said that earlier. Oh, look, he took a guy who played tight end and now is playing tackle. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he took last year. So Chris Ballard clearly likes the versatility. He likes the light on your feet type of athlete. This is a dude who used to catch freaking passes, okay? And he was converted because he's strong enough to block people. So he's going to be super duper raw. He reminds me a lot of Will Fries just because it's that seventh round pick that might be able to have a dog in him and might have that super duper high ceiling. He's going to have to work for it. But it's like I put in my piece. I'll give this a B minus too because the Colts could land a Hail Mary. If he somehow works out, man, they were so high on him. I know this doesn't sound like much, but think about this. You undrafted free agent. Okay, they're cheap. They're cheap compared to these draft guys. Okay, the Colts were like, nah, nah, we can't take that chance. And they used one of their draft picks for a guy that they might not have even needed. They just wanted him so bad. So I think that that says a lot about what they were thinking about him. I'm weirdly excited to see where he somehow fits, you know, in the, in the upcoming years. Jake Witt is probably going to be one of my favorite guys to write my rookie files piece on just because of his story. I'm just going to give a real quick summation uh, over the last five years for Jake Witt. So 2018, he was actually at Michigan Tech playing basketball. In 2019, he didn't play any sports because he transferred from Michigan Tech to Northern Michigan. Then in 2020, he joined the football team uh, because this, uh, instead of playing basketball there at Northern Michigan, joined the football team. So he wasn't even on a football team to start out his college career. Then we're talking about 2021. Uh, because the 2020 season got canceled due to COVID. 2021, he actually started as a tight end at Northern Michigan, played nine games as a tight end, and then halftime, a a halftime of the game, of his ninth game against, uh, I think it was uh, Ferris State, he switched to right tackle. And then he's been an offensive lineman ever since. <laughs> played played left tackle, uh, started all 11 games in 2022 uh, for Northern Michigan. This guy has been all over the place. Just that number one, that speaks to the type of athlete that he is. And number two, speaks to how raw he still is. So I, I would not be surprised if Jake Witt takes a year on the practice squad, maybe a little bit more. But I, I think the athletic traits are there, and that's what really excites the Colts about this pick. So before we move on to the undrafted free agent guys, Drake, I want to know, what is your overall grade for the Colts 2023 NFL draft class and why? I, I'll give them a solid A-. minus, and, and the reason why there's the minus is because I do feel like a couple different spots they could have addressed bigger needs. Like um, with Leo, don't get me wrong, it could potentially be the, the winner of the draft, but I felt like a linebacker could have been placed there and the Will Mallory pick still has me scratching my head. But overall, I think that they addressed all the needs. They picked up two additional picks. Actually, I think they had nine going into the draft. They ended up with 12. So they get three additional freaking picks and they use those to provide depth where it's needed, get potential starters, potential future stars, and most important of all, you give Shane Steichen the freakishliest athlete. That's a word I just made up. That's not even a word. <laughs> it's the freakishliest athlete in the entire draft ever, ever measured. 
I think it's a fantastic draft. And say what you want about Ballard. He really did address just about every need you can imagine for the Colts. And they had quite a few. Stats Matt gives this an A minus draft. CMDSR gives it a B minus. Wombat an A overall. Larry Brown an A for him. Uh, guys, I'm going to go with an A. This is the most excited I've been about a draft class for the Colts since probably 2018 and I, I think it has the potential to hit uh the, the levels that that 2018 draft class uh has 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 reached since they uh have been with the colts i mean you're talking about a potential franchise quarterback and if he hits his ceiling top five quarterback in the nfl in anthony richardson uh oh. you've got a solid very athletic uh cornerback there with julius brents uh you get your your speedy uh shifty slot receiver uh it just Josh Downs that you could pair with Anthony Richardson, and it could be possibly be Luck Hilton 2.0. Then you get to the fifth round, you add an athletic swing tackle, uh, you add a, a very athletic defensive tackle that you, that was supposed to be a second round pick. Then the fifth round, you're just adding depth all around. Darius Rush, Daniel Scott, uh, uh, Will Mallory. And then the final pick in the fifth round, there's so many I keep forgetting, Evan Hall, uh, the receiving back. Those could be, any one of those guys could really flourish. So great draft by the Indianapolis Colts. I was super impressed with how they handled it, super impressed by the value that they were able to get. They didn't have to trade up to go get their the, the franchise quarterback that they've been wanting all along. Uh, this was a masterclass by Chris Ballard, Ed Dodds, Shane Steichen, and everybody involved in that Colts draft room. So I was really impressed uh, with how it is. Obviously, these grades really don't matter until we see them on the field, but it's fun to talk about, and, and I think Colts fans can be really excited uh, about the new additions to this team and what they can produce uh, on the field, not only in their rookie season, uh, but what you're, you're thinking multiple years down the road. The Colts really got some good pieces this weekend. So, uh, But that's not it. The Colts weren't done after drafting uh, all 12 of those guys. They also signed quite a few in the undrafted free agent hall. Uh, I didn't make a graphic here for the YouTube uh, channel to put up, so I'm just going to read these off to you guys. These are the undrafted rookie free agents that have been reported to be signing with the Colts so far. So I'm going to start with guard uh, Emil uh, Ikior uh, Jr. out of Alabama. Linebacker Donovan Smith-Mutton out of Houston. Linebacker Liam Anderson out of Holy Cross. Wide receiver Braxton Westfield out of Carson Newman. Wide receiver Xavier Scott out of Maine. Defensive back Cole Coleman out of Elon. Running back Darius Hagens from Virginia State. Wide receiver Cody Crest from Sam Houston State. Wide receiver Johnny King from Southeast Missouri. Defensive lineman Caleb Sampson from Kansas. Offensive line Harris Lachance from BYU. Running back Titus Swen out of Wyoming. Linebacker Guy Thomas from Colorado. Safety Aaron Maddox out of Campbell. And defensive back Tyler Richardson from Tiffin. So not sure how many that was. It looks like it's probably 12 to 15 of those guys. If I just looking at the list here, uh, so if you guys want to div, div, dive deeper into those guys, you certainly can. But Drake, out of that list there, give me two two guys that really stand out and to the most to you and and 
what do you think they can really contribute to this Indianapolis Colts team or, or make the biggest impact? You said two guys. Yeah. Go ahead and give me two. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to pass along the obvious one to you. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say I, real quick, I am sad that Eli Ricks didn't get signed. And I think mm-hmm. it was said earlier, Andre Carter, the second from army, would have loved to sign. Would have loved to seen him in a horseshoe, um, but I'll tell you right now, I really, really like. Um, where did he go? Cody Crest from Sam Houston State. I think it was our own Zach Hicks that actually put out some tape on him. They mm-hmm. still needed receivers. Okay, you still got to get receivers. You got to have like six or seven. It's crazy, but you do. Especially with Steichen, you might have five receiver, four or five receiver sets at time, or excuse me, four receiver sets at times. So this is a good pick. Crisp route runner underrated route runner he's he's gonna obviously come in with a chip on his shoulder because he's coming from sam houston state it's just like wagner what like you're kind of like where's that at um but i do think he could make an impact he might be a complete flyer but another guy i really like and it's because of his teammate blake freeland and that is harris lachance because you're talking about a guy who played with blake freeland he played the same position as blake freeland hell he might have even been blake freeland's backup Okay, like he's walking in there and he's going to know a teammate that plays the same position, just like Philly did. I think it was with um, Nolan Smith and they did it with Will Anderson or not Will Anderson. Um, help, help me here. Jalen uh, Carter. Jalen Carter and Keely They basically, Ringo, basically drafted the entire Georgia defense. Uh, Perfect. From this draft and from the last draft, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going with a guy that I, I think it's it's pretty obvious. A lot of people think he's going to have a big uh, big impact. Uh, Emil Kior uh, was the right guard for Alabama last year. A, another local kid out of Indy. Um, he was projected to be a fourth round pick and somehow went undrafted. I think he could be a very solid uh, interior lineman for the Colts. I don't know if he's going to start at, at right guard. I see that I've seen people say, well, he's probably going to be their starter at right guard. I I wouldn't say that. I, I think he's Maybe. got a ways to go before he really would even be competing with Will Fries to start. Uh, but I do think he would add some solid depth. And I think he's probably as as much as any one of these uh, undrafted guys, he's probably got the best shot to make the roster. Uh, and then I was going to go with, with Harris Lachance because I think he's a solid offensive lineman. Again, this is where the Colts could really grab uh, uh, some some depth there uh but i'm gonna go with this linebacker guy thomas out of colorado uh, i think when you're talking about the linebacker position the colts did need to add there do i think he's a guy that could start no absolutely not but i do think guy thomas could be somebody that might be sneaky and, and somehow find his way uh onto the practice squad uh or onto that final roster if he can really produce on special teams but overall solid group here I don't know how many of these undrafted guys outside of Emil Akior will make the roster, especially when you're talking about how the Colts drafted 12 guys in front of them. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how many of those 12 uh, draft picks even make the team. I'm going to say maybe you're looking at nine or so guys that actually make the final 53. The other guys will probably try to revert to the practice squad, but I think it's safe to say the Colts got a haul this weekend. When you're talking about the draft, the undrafted guys, plenty of talent all around there to really see what you got and and try to build 
build this thing uh, from the ground up, which I'm sure Shane Steichen and the group are going to try to do. But that's our show for tonight, guys. Really appreciate you all coming along to talk about so many draft picks, so many new players uh, for the Indianapolis Colts here. It was an absolute wild time this weekend. Shout out to the people in the chat. Larry Brown, Stats Matt, uh, Patrick Wire, CMDSR, Colts fan underscore 1249. Nathan with a super chat earlier. Really appreciate it. Unboxing Mania with a super chat earlier. Uh, Logan Schmidt, uh, Sky. Everybody that's in the chat always supporting us. We really, really do appreciate it. And if you haven't done so, go ahead and follow us on all the things. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel here and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live. Like I said, you're going to want to be here Wednesday night when Shad and Destin go live. They're going to be talking to one of the newest members of the Indianapolis Colts uh, from this draft class. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, and then if you want to listen to us, we're available on all the podcast platforms now, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, go ahead and subscribe, give us a five-star review, re- throw, throw a written review in there. Uh, hopefully if you, if you guys like us, but, uh, <laughs> we really do appreciate all the support. Go ahead and follow Drake at D Wallster Drake, uh, Drake, what are some of the things they can find on the website, horseshoehuddle.com that you've been working on? I'll throw up my draft grades and I will be having the draft superlatives. So like what's the best pick, biggest impact, earliest potential impact. Be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Mile high huddle. Our partners with Denver Broncos throwing in a super chat there. We really do appreciate uh, our sister channel in this NFL world. If you guys haven't done so already, you want some Broncos content, Mile High Huddle is the place to go. Really appreciate it. Coming in there late with an awesome super chat. Really do appreciate you guys. Uh, But yes, definitely go check out Drake's work. He's been absolutely killing it on HorseshoeHuddle.com. I've written up pieces on six of the 12 draft picks so far for the Indianapolis Colts. And I've got six more pieces detailing kind of how these later round picks, what their mindset is coming into this Colts team and what impact they want to make. So you can find all that at horseshoehuddle.com. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. Guys, we will be back on Thursday night to talk more Colts football and more rookie quarterback we're gonna dive right back into the quarterback talk and talk about the six foot four huge athletic quarterback anthony richardson and what he might do in his rookie season so until then enjoy your evening and have a good one